This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Once again, everybody, glad you decided to hop aboard this latest edition of Jumping the Gun. It is powered by Patterson Square Garden. Along with Daniel, I'm Derek, and, and week number 10 is rapidly approaching. And before we go to week number 10, we got to go back to week number nine. And Daniel, drum roll, please. How do we do in week nine? You finally, after after losing, either losing or tying with me for most of the season, you finally got a win. Although it was an ugly week, we both struggled this week. I went seven and seven, you went eight and six. But honestly, most of the people that were betting last week had an ugly week. Uh, we had a lot of upsets last week. Can you imagine how the house won across the board in, in the betting scene with all of the upsets and the unexpected twists and turns throughout week number nine? Week nine was crazy, man. It was almost like it was Halloween. Yeah, it was. You had, I mean, the Broncos going into Dallas getting a win. Oh, the my ja- goodness. The Jags holding the Bills to six points. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And, and then you had all the Josh Allen on Josh Josh Allen crime with uh, Josh Allen recovering a fumble, sacking oh my uh, Josh Allen, and picking him off. It was a crazy week last week. Well, well, hopefully week number 10 gets back to normal, so let's hit it. All right, we're going to start off on Thursday night. With the Ravens at the Dolphins, the Ravens are getting seven and a half points in Miami. I look at Baltimore and I consider them the latest edition of the Cardiac Kids. Uh, You know, they've won three games uh, when they have trailed by double digits in the second half of a game. It's like they, they let opponents get a lead and they play better when they have to play in comeback mode. You know, they ran for 247 yards on Minnesota's defense last week. Of course, Lamar Jackson, a buck 20 rushing. You know, you talk about the ultimate weapon in football. Miami, eh, they found a way to beat Houston. So what? Miami is going down this week. They're going down hard. I'm taking Baltimore on the road with the points in this game, no doubt about it. I agree. And what's really interesting about this Ravens team is when you think about teams that run the ball as much as the Ravens do, Typically, those teams need to get out to a hot start and get out in front 
for the lead and, and are able to control the clock for the rest of the game. The Ravens, like you said, have all these comebacks this season while still running the ball. So they, they, they don't have the clock on their side, but they're still able to play their game and still able to get these wins. I, I haven't really seen anything like it. Uh, I'm also going with the Ravens on Thursday night. Next, we have the Falcons at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are getting nine points at home in Dallas. Ah, Dallas came out of a bye week and got caught napping by Denver. You talk about everything going wrong. They couldn't run the football. Dak Prescott overthrowing receivers wide open. That could have changed the complexion of the game. Uh, Denver, I was impressed with Denver on both sides of the ball. They built a 30-0 lead and, and then just cruised to that victory. And I look at a team like the the Atlanta Falcons who came back to beat New Orleans. And Atlanta right now sitting at 4-4 four and four in the NFC South is still very much in this thing. Has Atlanta finally found its niche? Even without Calvin Ridley, who's still out with personal reasons? Wow. I mean, Corderell Patterson is your leading receiver now down in Atlanta. A big win for the Falcons, even though they blew that game, uh, lead late. Let the Saints come back, and all of a sudden, they got a big play down the field to uh, Corderell Patterson to set up the game-winning field goal. Uh, I think Dallas was embarrassed uh, on national TV. Not going to happen this week. I think Dallas bounces back in a big way. So the Falcons at the Cowboys, I don't really like either of these teams right now. Cowboys coming off of a really bad performance. They kind of showed that they're not the team that we really thought they were in the NFC. They That was a really ugly game. They played against the Broncos, going down 30 to nothing against the team. The Broncos just traded Von Miller and their defense played even better on the road. I don't know. I really, I'm thinking about taking the Falcons here. Matt Ryan has been playing lights out, honestly. Let's have some fun. I'm going to go with the Falcons on the road. The Falcons at the Cowboys early in the season. When we started the year, I took the Falcons on the over um, for for their record this season. I may have been crazy for doing that, but let's keep going with it. I'm going to go with the Falcons to pull off the upset. Next, we have the Saints at the Titans. The Titans are getting three points at home in Tennessee. Well, Trevor Simeon is the Saints quarterback, but I will say this. Sean Payton will find a way to win with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Tennessee wrecking the Rams on the road? Are you kidding me? You look at some of the quality wins Tennessee had this year, and they're doing it now without Derrick Henry. They didn't have much of a running game, but they didn't really need to. Uh, They sacked Matthew Stafford five times in that game. That defense is flat out balling right now. Um, I think New Orleans is going to make it interesting, but New Orleans is not going into Tennessee and winning that game. Not the way the the Titans are playing right now. Yeah, I agree. I'm also going to take the Titans. And honestly, even if the Saints still had Jameis Winston, I think I would still take the Titans here. Their defense has been balling. I mean, forcing turnovers, getting to the quarterback. Kevin Byard is having an amazing season. All the the offense has to do is put up a a couple touchdowns. And honestly, their defense has been scoring. So I I like the Titans here, especially at home. Uh, I'm not loving what I'm seeing from Trevor Simeon. He had a rough game against uh, the Falcons last week. Um, Yeah, I'm going with the Titans here. Next, we have the Jags at the Colts. The Colts are getting 10.5 points at home in Indy. The shocker of the season up to this point, Jacksonville holding Buffalo's explosive offense to six points. I I still, every time I look at that box door, I I still can't believe that it happened, but it did. That's the NFL. When they say any given Sunday, Wilder, they mean any given Sunday, you just don't know. Indianapolis, huge win over the Jets. 
Um, I thought the Jets would have made that game much more competitive, but they didn't. Indianapolis was all over them. Uh, they ran the football well. They had 260 yards rushing against the Jets' defense. That backfield duo of Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines, what a great uh, backfield they have there. Uh, for, the, for the sixth consecutive game, Wentz has multiple TD pass games, six straight now. Indianapolis, I'm still not sold on them as a team, but I am sold on them at home against Jacksonville in this game. You had me going there for a second. I, nah, thought you were going I love setting you up. About, I love it. I thought you were thinking about taking the Jags. That was about to be an easy one for me. I'm taking the Colts here too. The Jags had an amazing performance last week. This is a, this is a big divisional game though. The Colts need to get this win and it's at home. I'm, I'm going to take the Colts here. I don't think the Jags defense is going to put up uh, consecutive performances like they did last week. Next, we have the Browns at the Patriots. The Patriots are getting two points at home in New England. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, Cleveland <laughs> put a beat down on Cincinnati. What a game that was. And New England, another team starting to find its niche. Uh, Bill Belichick has Mac Jones uh, running that offense efficiently. Um, I'm shocked. I'm still shocked by what uh, uh, Cleveland did against Cincinnati. Uh, no Nick Chubbs probably this week. Uh, he's out. Uh, Baker Mayfield still playing with that bum shoulder. All right, I'm taking Patriots at home. Belichick has found a way to slow down a lot of good quarterbacks this year. I'm going to go with the Patriots at home in this game. I believe they're going to find a way to put the clamps on Baker Mayfield. I'm very impressed from, from what I saw with the, the Browns last week. And I'm going to take the Browns this week. I think Baker Mayfield, I can't believe I'm saying this because I didn't believe it early in the season. Them getting rid of Odell Beckham has kind of opened up his offense. Baker Mayfield has kind of has gone back to taking what the defense is giving him instead of trying to force it uh, to Odell or, or whoever. He, he seemed to have been overthinking things when Odell was there. I like the Browns here. I think the Browns started to get a little run going uh, and they're competing in a tight AFC North. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns. Next, we have the Bills at the Jets. The Bills are getting 12 and a half points on the road in New York. I guarantee you, even though this is a divisional game, Buffalo's going to be ready. They were embarrassed uh, in Jacksonville. And Josh Allen had no touchdown passes and two interceptions against Jacksonville. And the Jets, if the Jets had a quarterback, the Jets would be a little bit more competitive consistently across the board. Uh, you know, no Zach Wilson still. And uh, Mike White, who left that game against um, Indianapolis with numbness in his fingers, uh, they've already said that he's going to start again this week. Uh, Jets are at home. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think the Jets cover in this game, but I'm going to take Buffalo on the road in this game. I agree 100%. I think the Jets are going to cover in this game. This Bills offense, people aren't really talking about how the Bills offense, not only did they not show up last week, they didn't really play too well against Miami the week before that. Um, I don't know what's really going on there. But I'm also going to take the Bills here. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a, a tight game, but the Bills end up uh, pulling this one out. Uh, we have the Lions at the Steelers. The Steelers are getting nine points in Pittsburgh. Well, you might as well give them nine points since uh, the referees gave the Steelers a game against Chicago. Chicago won that game, and the referees took it from them. But, you know, here's a, a, another case now. Pittsburgh right back in the thick of things in the AFC North. Detroit's coming off a bye and even when Detroit plays, they play like they're on a bye. This is going to be another beatdown for Detroit. Um, I don't see them getting any better anytime soon. I'm going to take Pittsburgh with the points at home. Yeah, I'm also taking Pittsburgh with the points. This Lions team has shown me nothing. 
<laughs> this year. <laughs> uh, they probably found, found a way to lose on the bye week. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the Steelers here all the way. I'm taking them to cover the uh, the spread as well. Next, we have the Bucks at Washington. The Bucks are getting nine and a half points on the road in Washington. This is a game of the haves and the have-nots. Tampa Bay does have the lead in the NFC South. Washington is bringing up the rear in the NFC East. Uh, I, I thought by now the, the, the Washington football team would iron out its problems on defense. They're playing a little bit better, but they're still not playing up to the level everybody thought they would. Tampa Bay has uh, the Saints breathing down their necks, and now the Falcons are making a run as well. Tom Brady and crew will be ready for this game. I'll take Tampa Bay and the, the points on the road in this game. Yep, I'm also taking Tampa with the points. Washington hasn't really showed us anything in the last few weeks to really give us any confidence in them. Uh, this is very straightforward. I'm taking the greatest quarterback of all time <laughs> against the Washington <laughs> football team. <laughs> uh, next, we have the Panthers at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are getting 10.5 points in Arizona. How about Arizona? No Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, no A.J. Green against San Francisco, a big NFC West showdown, and Arizona just ran all over San Francisco's defense. I'm still shocked by this. Colt McCoy was a quarterback in that game. Colt McCoy, 36-year-old Colt McCoy, I didn't even know he was still in the league. And he played like he was a frontline quarterback. And, and when you look at Carolina, well, Carolina, they're, they're, they're a mess right now. Sam Darnold is, is a bust. And where do you go from there? I mean, three consecutive uh, possessions against New England, he threw interceptions. I don't know who they're going to go to for quarterback, but I know what they're, I know what they're not going to do. They're not going to Arizona to win this game, no matter who's quarterback in the Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals at home with the points. It's funny. Everything you said, I agree with, and even, including the fact that I had no idea Colt McCoy was even still in the NFL. I thought he's been out of the NFL since 2015. Exactly. I, I, I felt like James Harrison knocked him out of the NFL all those years ago on, on that one uh, concussion he had. Uh, the, yeah, the Cardinals are going to win this game. The Panthers, Matt Rule came out and said that they're ex exercising every, any and every option at quarterback. Uh, that's not really a good sign. <laughs> if if uh, you're Sam Darnold, it's been a rough uh, last few weeks. I'm taking the Cardinals here with the points, uh, especially in Arizona. Next, we have the Vikings at the Chargers. The Chargers are only getting three points at home in, in Los Angeles. This is a game I wish I could sit back and watch because I think it's going to be an aerial show. You look at Minnesota. Minnesota has five losses. Their five losses have been by a total of three points, one point, seven points, four points, and three points. This is a team that has redefined the way of losing games. You know, if they just think if they had played, made one more big play, who knows? They might be leading the NFC North instead of Green Bay. But Minnesota finds ways to lose games. The Chargers, oh my goodness, what Justin Herbert did to your Philadelphia Eagles was a crime. <laughs> Chargers didn't even punt in that game against the Eagles. How pathetic was that? And he just walked down the field whenever he felt like it and put touchdowns in the end zone, put points on the board. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers at home. Right now, they're tied for first place in the AFC West. I'm going to take the Chargers at home in this one. I'm taking the Chargers, and I'm honestly surprised that the line is this this small for, for the Chargers. 
three only getting three points at home against a, a struggling Vikings team. I, I mean, I, you did bring up the point that they've only lost these games by a small margin, but I feel like the Chargers are one of the, the better teams in the NFL. Um, I'm going with the Chargers here. I'm taking them to cover. I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game uh, and a, definitely a fun game to watch. But I think the Chargers end up winning this one pretty comfortably. I'd say by around seven to ten points. Next, we have the Seahawks at the Packers. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, it looks like we're going to get the matchup this week. Packers are three-point favorites in Green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers had a played against Kansas City, they would have beat Kansas City by double digits. I can't believe how pathetic Kansas City is on both sides of the football right now. I mean, Green Bay had a chance to win that game, but, you know, Jordan Love had never played the start of the real game, and his inexperience showed. Aaron Rodgers expected to come off the COVID list on Saturday. Russell Wilson has been cleared to play since he had that finger surgery. Uh, Green Bay's defense is balling. They're the fifth-ranked defense in the league right now. They're giving up 20 points a game. Seattle, as mediocre as their defense is, is only giving up 21 points a game. I don't think either one of these teams are going to be held at 21 points. I think it's going to be a shootout, but with Rodgers coming back, especially with all these people pointing fingers at him about lying and misleading everybody about his vaccination situation and he's tried to defend himself several times on the Pat McAfee show um, I think Aaron Rodgers is ticked off that Green Bay defense is that much even with you know uh, DK Metcalf out there and those wide receivers that uh, uh, Russell Wilson has to throw to they're playing this one at Lambeau Field H- had they been playing in the Seattle I might have swung a little bit differently but I think Aaron Rodgers with that defense backing them up and their running game the way they're running the football right now I'm going with Green Bay and the points at home in this game I agree. I'm also taking Green Bay. But here's what's interesting. Everybody seems to be high on the Seahawks team now that Russell Wilson's back. It's like everybody forgot that when Wilson was there to start the season, they didn't have a great start to the season either. The the problems aren't with their passing game. The problems are are with play calling, uh, with their uh, defense has been struggling. I feel like whenever the defense needs to make a stop, they're not able to to, to get it. I'm going with the Packers here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't bet against Aaron Rodgers at home, especially in, in Green Bay. Green Bay is a great home field advantage anyways. Then you add one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to that. Uh, that's a formula for success for the Packers. Uh, I'm taking them here as well. Next, we got the Chiefs at the Raiders. The Chiefs are getting two and a half points on the road in Vegas. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think there's something wrong with Patrick Mahomes is not being talked about. I don't, I don't know if he's injured or what, but that Kansas City offense is not clicking. Defenses are now playing schematically different against that offense to take away the big plays from them. And the under, underneath game is just not working as well for Kansas City. They've been really struggling. Um, when you look at Las Vegas, Las Vegas is coming off that loss on the road uh, to the Giants. But because they're playing this one in Vegas, it is a huge AFC West showdown. You know, every team in the AFC West is what, five wins? The team at the bottom has five. It's unbelievable. Yep. I'm going to take Vegas at home. I'm rolling the dice with Vegas oh, at home in this game. Riding with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs wake up this week. I think this is where, where it turns around for them. I think the Chiefs are going to win this one by two possessions. Um, I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs. I, and I think this is... This is the game that swings the season for them. I think this is where they they start their role going into the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Sunday night, or excuse me, Monday night, we have the Rams at the 49ers. 
the Rams are getting four points on the road in San Francisco. One of the biggest reasons why the Rams lost that game to Tennessee was because they had 12 penalties in that game. Every time they got something going, it was negated by a penalty. Um, San Francisco, as I've talked about before, I'm still shocked at how poorly they played against Arizona. Uh, Garoppolo was sacked five times in that game against Arizona. Uh, I didn't think the, the 49ers offensive line was that bad, uh, but they're just not playing well. And the Rams, this is what you call the bounce back game for the Rams. They've got to keep pace with Arizona. I think the Rams get the W on the road here. Yeah, I agree. I'm also taking the Rams. And what was, was interesting about Sunday night, uh, against the Titans is yes the Rams had a bunch of penalties but man one of those penalties came at a really bad time with that Aaron Donald roughing the passer on on Ryan Tannehill they had them stopped on a third down and and Aaron Donald was already in the air about to push Tannehill but when he threw the ball I, I couldn't believe that they they made the call <laughs> uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were beside themselves <laughs> After that call, I, I, that was a big, big call that ended up costing them the game. And I wonder how that game would have ended because the Rams had a good bit of momentum there. But I'm taking them this week against the Niners. The Niners coming off of losing at home the way they did to Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not liking what I'm seeing out of them. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team this year. So I'm also going to go with the Rams. Finally, we have my Eagles. At, at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are getting two and a half points at home in Denver. Well, right now the Eagles are 0-3 against the AFC West, and they've allowed quarterbacks to complete an average of 75% of their passes against them this season. Five different quarterbacks have completed 80-plus percent of their passes. Hey, Derek Carr completed 91% of his passes against the Eagles. That's embarrassing. Um, and I don't know how you're going to fix that defense with the personnel you have. You can try to change up the scheme, but Jonathan Gannis seems to have too much respect for opposing quarterbacks. Now, I don't consider Teddy Bridgewater an elite quarterback, but after watching what Denver did uh, against Dallas in Dallas, I'm impressed. That might have been Denver's Super Bowl game right there to get up the way they did against Denver, especially now that Vaughn Miller is no longer there. Patrick Sertain is not expected to play in the game. The Broncos' right cornerback. But when you look at the weapons, uh, the Teddy Bridgewater has at his disposal. You got Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and that running tandem, that running backfield tandem of Javante Williams and Melvin, Melvin Gordon combined for 190 yards, led a 190-yard rushing attack against a, a decent Dallas defense. Um, I'm sorry, but the Eagles are going 0 for 2021 against the AFC West. Uh, you know, I think the Eagles, and the thing is also, uh, now let's see how well they can run the football against the defense that only gives up 98 yards a game rushing. They're going to earn everything they get in the running game against this Broncos, the front seven. I don't think they can do it. They ran all over Detroit. They ran all over the Chargers because those are two of the more porous run defenses in the National Football League. Now you step up a grade significantly in defenses when you talk about this Broncos defensive front. Um, I think the Eagles make it competitive, but I think the Broncos pull it out. They have too many weapons, and Jonathan Gannon respects opposing wide receivers way too much. All right. I, those are all great points. But do not tell me you're about to take the Eagles. Do not say it. Oh, come Don't on. This is, this is not Don't the wildest it. thing I've done this year. Don't the do Eagles it. Eagles at the Broncos. I understand Denver is a hard place to play. 
but I just don't believe in this Broncos team. I think they had, like you said, that was a Super Bowl last week. Very emotional game. Feeling great. Now you get now you get to go home. Everything's going your way. I think the Eagles are going to come in there and get the win. I think it's going to be an ugly game. Uh, I do think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball because they're going to have to be, <laughs> be able to run the ball. <laughs> I love what I'm seeing from Jordan Howard. I, I love the change of pace that Boston Scott brings. And every now and then they sprinkle some Kenny Gainwell into there. I, I like what I'm seeing from them. Their offensive line has been playing pretty good. Um, I just need Jalen Hurts. No, my only thing from Jalen Hurts is I need him to stop escaping the pocket when he has protection. That's something that, he, that he's, he started doing recently, and and it's I feel like it's cost him a few times. Near the end of the game, he, he was sticking in there and hitting Devontae Smith, and that's when Smith started to get into his rhythm. I, I like what I saw from Devontae Smith last week. That was his first game where he really looked like a number one receiver, the, the fu- a future star for this team. I think the Eagles find a way to get it done this week. I don't love Teddy Bridgewater. He played great last week. I think he comes down a little bit this week. Against a worse defense? He hey, took hey, apart man. a pretty good Dallas defense. You're saying Teddy Bridgewater is going to play worse against a worse defense? Honestly, with Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know how much the defense has to do with it. Oh, <laughs> so my I, goodness. I, I'm, not, I'm not a big Teddy Bridgewater fan. I just I, I don't really trust his decision making he's an accurate passer but i feel like if you can get some pressure on him that could rattle him a little bit so i think i think the eagles are going to try to get generate some more pressure this week jonathan gannon has been getting killed all week about how this defense isn't getting pressure they're they're letting these quarterbacks do whatever they want he has to make a change at some point so i think we're going to see something this week from, from the eagles all right uh fans uh you heard it there uh daniel's taking the eagles on the road against denver all right, that's going to wrap up this uh, Week 10 edition of Jumping the Gun, powered by Patterson Square Garden. Uh, for Daniel, I'm Derek. We'll see you back here next week when we rehash Week Number 10 and, of course, look ahead to Week Number 11, especially when the Eagles get ready to entertain the New Orleans Saints. So until then, for Daniel, I'm Derek. So long, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.